You are listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. <laughs> All right, turn with me to the book of Luke. Are you ready? I really am excited for this ride. You are going to go on a ride starting this morning. Turn to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Book of Luke, chapter 1. This, uh, this, this message is the beginning of such a story. You know, the scripture says that, and Jesus said, said this himself, he said that the traditions of men make the word of God of no effect. And I really believe what's happened over the years, especially here in America, and I'm not complaining about the way we have Christmas. Everybody realize that December 25th is not the day Jesus was born. Okay. Uh, you don't need to come up to me and go, Ah, oh, Gentile this, and that's a gen-. Listen, okay. I don't celebrate any of those days. I mean, I don't really celebrate my birthday, you know. So, but it's, you know, it's the season, and I don't mean necessarily even the calendar season. But because of our traditions, we have made the story, the message, the information, the power of the gospel of no effect. Because we look at it just as in a story, for a tradition, for decorations, or for some type of, well, put it under a tree. You know, listen, this message, we need to understand the impact. In the next few weeks, you're going to hear stuff that... that Hopefully, we'll put it in perspective for what God intended it to be. See, in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and some Bibles actually have this, there's a page, and there's a blank page. Well, it's not blank because all it has written on it is the words 400 silent years. You may want to check your Bible. You may want to go through the ones you have at home and see if you got one that says 400 silent years because... It was 400 years in, be, in between the time the Old Testament was written and the New Testament was written. There was 400 silent years that God didn't speak to His people. How old's America? We're not even... I mean, we're just over half... Can you think about George Washington? I mean... I mean, that was a long time ago. Listen, 400 years of a group of people that had a religious system and never heard, for 400 years, never heard the Word of God come from heaven to instruct them or guide them. They just went off of their religion. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And next week, we're going to start the series, The Gospel of Peace. There's a reason the shepherds were abiding in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night, and all of a sudden, they were afraid. You need to understand that in the Old Testament, the children of Israel weren't scared of the devil. They were scared of God. It wasn't the devil that killed people. It wasn't the devil to open up the ground and swallow 3,000 of the children of Israel because of disobedience. It wasn't the devil that, that slew Uzzah 
when he reached out and tried to study the ark. It was when the children of Israel broke the law, God smote them. Oh, there's a message there, church. I want to encourage you to be here. Don't miss a week. If I know you got plans, but don't miss a week. Don't miss a week. In the book of Luke here. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. We're going to break this passage of Scripture up into five, five different sections. And the first one it starts in verse 26. It says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Gal uh, Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a, uh, a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. You, uh, but when she saw him... She was troubled and saying about, and she considered what manner of greeting that this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Stop right there for a second. First of all, Mary is this little bitty girl in a little bitty place. She didn't have great aspirations. She was hoping to get married someday and bear children, and hopefully one day she'd have a son so they could pass on the family's business. And uh, she didn't have great aspirations of being, you know, governor's wife or anything like that, you know, just a little bitty mindset. And all of a sudden the angel came to her and said that she had favor. But now let's just real simply look at what her first response was. She was afraid. Here the angel shows up. And she has to consider, see, it just wasn't like, man, what kind of greeting is this? No, it was more than that. She, it had produced a fear in her. See, one thing that we're going to see is we're going to see some things that are in common. Not only were, did the angel tell Mary not to be afraid, but the angel told the shepherds abiding in the field, what? Not to be afraid. So we got a problem here. We have a spirit of fear that is within the hearts of the people. See, fear is not something on the outside. Fear is something on the inside. What happens when you're at fear? You shut down, you back up, you put up your defenses. How many people have ever been in a relationship and you've been hurt? And you've created, a, there was some fear involved and you don't want to be hurt again. And so from the fear of being hurt, you put up defenses and you don't get involved in relationships anymore because of your fear of relationships. It's really not a fear of relationships. It's the fear of being hurt in a relationship. And so you don't open up. You don't receive. you got people around you that want to be a part of your life, want to speak into your life. But as long as you have your wall up, you will not receive anything from the people that you're afraid of. Is that not true? Is there somebody that you're afraid of and they have something to say? You don't even listen to them. So guess why the angel told Mary and the shepherds not to be afraid? Because God had something He wants to say to you or to Mary, and her condition of her heart has to be changed for her to receive the Word. 
Most of us have a fear-based mentality when it comes to hearing the Word of God. We're scared of God. We're scared the all-seeing eye is going to strike us down. Because all we read in His Word is, is judgment and wrath, just like the children of Israel. But there was a message that came forth, and the shepherds abiding in the field, and we'll talk about it next week. But it starts out with them telling not to be afraid. Why? Because if you're afraid, listen, if you've been slapped by pastors, you'll not receive from a pastor because you're afraid of them. You won't receive. It's just not the pastors. It's the Word. Have you, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. Have you ever been afraid of the Word? If you're afraid of God, you won't receive what He's got to say. Your heart has to be put at peace. Uh-oh, there it is. Your heart, that's what we talk about on Wednesday night, the condition of your heart. Your heart has to be in a place of peace for you to receive the Word and for have the Word have a chance to get in your heart to make a difference in your life. This, this, what we're going to read here in the, in the next few verses is what I believe is the most, it is the, I don't want, it is the, forget the, forgive the English, the most perfect, the, the best, the example of the way the Word works in our life. This is the example of Christian living, what you're about to see and read. It says here in verse 30, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found the favor. Everybody say favor. favor. See, what overcomes fear is knowing that you're accepted, knowing that you're loved, knowing that you're wanted, knowing that, that you can trust again. But see, Mary was afraid when she heard the word. She heard the angel. It produced fear in her. The angel said, don't be afraid, for you have found favor. She was accepted. She's on, oh, God's, oh, God's for me, not... Turn, uh, keep your finger uh, here in, in, in Luke, and if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, turn, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah. Look what it says here in verse 10, uh, Jeremiah chapter 29. It says, For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed in Babylon, we're going to talk about that in a couple weeks to come, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Now here's the thoughts. Here's the way God thinks toward you. Thoughts of peace. Uh-oh. And not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Listen to that. You want to know what God thinks about you? First of all, you're the apple of His eyes. He did everything. See, we were, we, were, we were told, I was told, as I was being raised up, that I wasn't worthy. 
the denomination I was going to says, you're not worthy. The pastor felt it was his job to make us always feel unworthy and walk out of that church building feeling unworthy. And all of a sudden, I got a hold of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which showed me that I was so worthy, not in my own being, but I was so valuable to God that He sent His best to pay the price for what was worth the price. We were worth it to God to send His Son. When I started seeing the value that God has for me, and that, that He had good thoughts for me. He had a plan for me to prosper and to be in health. He had a kingdom He wanted me to live in called the kingdom of heaven on this earth. That He had a purpose and a destiny and a future. When I found out that, that I was His beloved son, that I was his, a son of His, a beloved son of His, not because of what I did, but because He saw me that way. He adopted me into His family. I was so worthy. He loved me so much. He said, here, come to me. And listen, when I, when I got that revelation of, that, of who my daddy really was, when I got the revelation that my father is God, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Everything that pertains... Listen, the Bible says that we've been grafted into the vine, that we have an eternal inheritance. Everything that was given to Jesus is given to us. We have everything that pertains to life and godliness. What's everything mean in the Greek? Everything. <laughs> it's deep. Search it out. When you realize that you're accepted and loved for God so the world. He gave His only begotten Son. I mean, this message is so powerful. It will literally change your life because this message of getting the fear out and the fear of God away so you can receive His Word. Mary couldn't receive the Word of God with fear in her heart, so the angel had to put her at peace. We're not going to hear the Word of God in our heart as long as we're afraid of God. Man, this is powerful. Acceptance. Man. Verse 31. And behold, now see, after she has come to a point of peace, the angel now begins to speak the Word into her life and tells her what God's going to do. And behold, you will receive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. Do we hear a lot about that in this place? Oh, we hear about kingdom principles. Hallelujah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And of his kingdom there'll be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? Stop right there for a second. So, now that the angel's introduced himself, 
Mary got afraid. The angel put her at peace. He gave her the word of God, what was going to happen in her life. Now that she was at peace, she's receiving the word of God. And what's the first thing that she does? Just like the rest of us, she goes back into the realm of her understanding. Lean not to your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. See, when we hear the word, what we usually do is go back to our own understanding and go, How? Can this be? For I have no, no man. How can this word, how can all this great stuff, how can all this purpose and vision and destiny be a part of my life since I'm just a little bitty girl from a little bitty place and I've never known any man, so how can I give birth? See, she's trying to figure out how this is all going to happen. How the word, she's trying to figure out the word in her head. We, we don't do that here, do we? No, no. We're talking about other Christians in other churches. I know, because we never try to lean to our own understanding. And so what happened here? Why did God pick a virgin? I love this. Because God, well, see, when God has you do something, when you hear the Word of God in your life, and see, see when I was called to pastor, I said the same thing. Uh, how can I pastor a church? I've never been one before. I've got no experience. See, God wants people with no experience. He wants virgins. He doesn't want you to lean to your own understanding. See, if you had experience, what would you do? Well, that's, see, that's the problem in churches today is that when we're anticipating a move of God, we always go back to what we've experienced. Well, back in... 83, we had a move of God and it was this way, so this is the way it's going. We have a preconceived... See, if you've got experience, you have a preconceived idea of the way it's supposed to be. God doesn't want you to have a preconceived idea of the way things are supposed to be. How many people were in church last week? Raise your hand. I'll just raise your hand anyway. Guess what? I don't have a preconceived idea. I didn't come to church today going, hmm, this is the way it was last week, so that's the way it should be this week. That's what causes tradition. Remember when the angel showed up? Mary said, huh. She said, I considered this because it wasn't normal. That's what the scripture said. When the angel showed up, she said, huh, I considered this greeting because it wasn't normal it wasn't according to tradition look at all the stuff in here man I, we could play we mm. listen when god shows up normal goes out the window god doesn't work in the realm of your normal god comes to invade your normal If you're satisfied with what's normal, you won't like what God's going to do. Well, I've never seen a church like this. It's not. <laughs> Guess what? That's our goal. Is not to be normal. And Mary said to the angel, Now we're not going to get in here and talk about all the we, we could talk about the, 
the lineage of Jesus. And there's so much to talk about all this. But it says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? Trying to lean to her own understanding, since I do not know a man. She has no experience. She's a virgin. Verse 35 says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Stop right there. First of all, here's the picture. I'm going to go back to the beginning. The Holy Ghost, excuse me, the angel shows up, gets Mary's attention. She's afraid. The, whole, the, the angel brings peace to her heart so she can receive the word. The word comes forward. She looks at the word and goes, oh, how can this be? For I have no experience. I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. The first thing the Holy Spirit says, listen, the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to do anything in the word. I don't know how they can get away from this one. But right there and there, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. It will give... See, see, the Bible says Jesus told the disciples, listen, there's lots of things I want to tell you about the kingdom, but you can't comprehend it. They were being taught by Jesus for three years, and there were things that Jesus knew that they couldn't comprehend. It's not that He couldn't teach it. It's they couldn't comprehend it. You understand the difference? They didn't have the capacity to understand some of the things Jesus wanted them to know until Jesus said the Holy Spirit comes and teaches you. So if you don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit as the great teacher or the comforter or His role in what life we are to live within the kingdom, you won't ever be taught. You won't ever have the capacity to understand the things of the kingdom. That's why I believe it's, it's vitally important that we acknowledge the Holy Spirit in His, His presence to teach us the Word because right here it says, I'll just say it, right? It happened to Mary. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Um, therefore, also the Holy One... Excuse me. I'm just, I had enough of those glasses. Ah. That'd preach right there, wouldn't it? <laughs> if your filters are dirty, you're not going to see nothing in the Word. Okay, I can see. Verse 35 again. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth... Now see, see right here, see the Holy Spirit knows that Mary needs confirmation. See, not only is Mary hearing something that she's never heard before, taking her to a realm that she's never been, to live a life and give birth to, I mean, my goodness gracious, a little bitty girl in a little bitty place, hearing a message that her firstborn son, by not, not knowing him, she's going to conceive the son of the Most High. Need a little confirmation. She needed a little reassurance. Okay? Now look what the angel said. It says, Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived at a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. So the holy, excuse me, the angel tells her that, listen, yes, this is going to be a miracle just like Elizabeth 
who was called barren and was too old to have children and didn't have any, all of a sudden, is going, has, six months ago, has already conceived a miraculous, miracle birth six months ahead of Mary. And the angel used that example to motivate and, and not just to motivate, that's a bad word, but to encourage Mary to go through the process that she needed to go through, which we're going to talk about in just a second. So God used someone that was ahead to help someone that was behind. See, in our life, there's going to be people that God puts ahead of us as examples. You need healing in your life? The best thing you do is hang around someone that's been healed. You need a miracle? You go find somebody that's had a miracle in their life and you use them as an example of encouragement to keep that word fertilized in your heart, to keep it solidified and, and, and built up and strengthened. That's why the scripture says, forsake not the gathering together of the saints. It's not to, so we can control how many come to church. It's not for church attendance. It's so you can get around people that are of like faith, that are, have gone places you want to... Don't hang around... Oh, I don't want to meddle. So many of us hang around people that we don't want to even go where they've been. You know what I'm saying? We're getting advice from people that failed. Why? That's just stupid. I have been stupid in my past. Why would you listen to somebody who failed? Hang around. Listen, it, 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 we can say it in the natural, but we don't want to go that direction. But if you want to be, if you feel called to be a coach, you need to go hang around some coaches that win. Yeah, thank you. If, if, if you want to be, you know, if you've got a calling in your life, hang around. You know, if, if, if it's prosperity is the issue, if you've, never, if you've never walked in prosperity, but you feel the, you've, the hurt, you've heard the word and you go, man, that word's for me. I just need to well, get around somebody that's prosperous according to the word and see how they did it. Let that, you know, you want to get around someone that has some, some revelation? You, know, you want revelation? Get around someone's got revelation and let them just feed you. You know, I mean, let the mantles be passed on one to another. You know, here's a perfect example of how powerful this is. Look what it says here. It says, I'll read it again in verse 36. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and that is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. You know what nothing means in a Greek? That says nothing is impossible. Whatever word you hear that the angel or the Holy Ghost or you're receiving... It is possible if you receive it and believe it. Now, nowhere in here does it say for Mary to go hang around Elizabeth. Does it? Now, angel didn't say, well, here's Elizabeth, and Mary, my instructions to you is that you just go hang around Elizabeth. 
What does Mary do? Let's see what it says here. For God, for God, uh, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, "Behold, the maid servant of the Lord." Oh, stop right there! Wait a minute. Here's this little bitty girl in a little bitty place, virgin. She wasn't seeing herself as a virgin no more, was she? What was she seeing herself as? Ground for the word to come to pass. For the word that was spoken. She went from fear, not being able to receive the word of God. She went from a place of fear to being at peace to receive the word so she could hear the word. Now that she knows she's accepted, she hears the word, she sees God's plans for her life. And what happens? Her identity changes. How do we know her identity changes? Her outlook on herself changes. Her reality, her world takes on a different point of view and perspective. She doesn't see herself as a virgin that doesn't know nothing. She sees herself as a maidservant of the Lord. Come on! In a short period of time, because she got over her fear, she received the word, she considered the word, realized it was up to the Holy Ghost, it was up to God, it was His word, and what'd she say? Oh, come on. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And that's what we need to say. Be it unto me according to your word. But we can't say that as believers until we hear and trust it's going to happen God's way, not according to us. We're not going to receive and understand that unless we know that we're accepted so we can get past the fear that keeps us from even receiving what God wants us to speak to us. Some of us aren't even in a place to receive what God has to say because we're afraid of God. There's a reason the shepherds were in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. There are a reason they were afraid. There was a reason Mary was afraid. There's a reason that the world is afraid of God because the church has told them to be afraid. And the angels came and declared, Peace on earth! And goodwill toward men. All men, any man, every man. But the church is telling them to be afraid of God. You're going to hell. No wonder the world's afraid of God. No wonder the world doesn't hear because they're afraid. Wonder why God declared peace in the heavens. Because He wanted His word to be heard. And we're still declaring judgment, wrath, anger. Come on, church. I double dog dare you to make both mess both weeks next week and the week after. It change your life forever. And the angel departed from her. When? When she knew her identity and she received the word. Then what did she do? 
She knew. She had to respond to the Word. She had to do something in faith. After hearing the Word, after believing the Word, she stepped out in faith. What would have happened to Mary if she would have stayed around what was normal? Does anybody have an idea? Does anybody remember what they do with girls at that time that got pregnant and weren't married? They were stoned to death. That was what was, everybody say normal. Mary had to get out of the realm of normal or she would have been put to death. She went to be with her relative that was six months ahead of her. If she would have stayed around family, can I, I'm, I'm going to say this, some people don't like when I talk like this, that's okay. If Mary would have stayed around family, family would have put to death the word that was in her. Has anybody been around family? And you come back from church or you come out of your bedroom sometime all inspired about God and feel like God's done something special to you and you say something to family members and they go, yeah, right. And instantly put in doubt in your heart that you're worthy of that word. Instantly make you think that you're not worthy and you can't understand it, you can't explain it, so there's no way that it could ever be done. Because according to family's understanding, it don't fit you. You know, family has destroyed the word and the seed of the word that's been planted. You know how many ministries have died and been aborted because people hung around family that didn't believe, that the angel didn't speak to? The angel had to speak to Joseph because he was family and he wouldn't have put up with it if the angel wouldn't have spoke to him. But guess what? The angel told him to not be afraid. He said, don't be afraid, Joseph. Come on, church, don't be afraid of the Word of God. Don't be afraid of God. Don't be afraid of His Word. So Mary goes around to Elizabeth. Let's just read what it says here. Verse 39, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill city, or hill country, with haste, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias, and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Woo! Come on now. You know something's going on there. Now see, what I like to point out, I'm not a, I wasn't there. And I like to think this though. And I've never been pregnant. You know, my wife has been pregnant. I've looked like I was pregnant, but I got rid of some of that. But, you know, if you're pregnant after the age called barren, there's still a question, is it alive? And I, I know after having three children that I, I could tell you can tell when the mama feels the baby move for the first time. All the maybe, yeah, yeah, it ain't gas. <laughs> I believe with all my heart that when Mary greeted Elizabeth, Elizabeth being pregnant six months, felt for the first time the baby leaped 
He just didn't go, boom, boom. Life! Evidence of real life living. Amen. It just wasn't a growth. It was life. Lord. There was something in Elizabeth. See, Mary motivated Elizabeth. Elizabeth motivated Mary. That is the value of Christians hanging around one another of like faith, like kind, like miracles. I guarantee you, Mary, listen to what Elizabeth said. Oh, okay, I'll just read it. I won't go through all the dramatics of what, I'll just read it. Then she spoke out with a loud voice. What'd she do with a loud voice? Oh, happy days. No. She said, with a loud voice. Everybody say loud voice. Why is your church so loud? Because we got something to say. Okay, never mind. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb. Listen. This verse will change your life. I shared this December 22nd last year in this church. Blessed is she who believed. What would have happened if she wouldn't have believed? Blessed is she who believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Listen, it's because she believed what was spoken. Now there'll be a fulfillment of the things spoken to her. Listen, the word can be spoken, but if you don't believe it, it won't be fulfilled. You won't, it won't be reality. It won't be substance. It won't be, it won't affect your life unless you believe it. In the book of Hebrews it says there was two groups of people and the gospel was preached to both groups, the same gospel, two different groups, and one group received it and added faith to it and the other didn't. And it didn't affect them because they didn't add faith to it. You must believe. Now did she have to do anything spectacular? Did Mary have to do anything other than believe? No. Listen, the word of God is there for you to believe. It's not by your works. It's by your belief. Be, what did it say to the centurion? The Roman centurion, who wasn't even a Jew, said, you speak it, and it'll happen. And Jesus goes, wow, I've never seen so much faith, even amongst the ones that should have it. He said, according to what you believe, you receive. Believing. Just, but see, we can't believe. See, it all goes back to the same thing. Mary couldn't, Mary hung around, okay, Mary hung around Elizabeth until Elizabeth was full term for three months. Does everybody understand that? So Mary hung around Elizabeth, helping Elizabeth in her miracle, all the time going, oh yeah. See, I'm helping, and in the process of serving someone else, I know I'm doing myself good. And see, that's the way we are in our Christian living. We need to be about helping other people. Helping other people in their vision. Helping other people in their purpose and destiny. Helping other people have the word come to pass in their life. And in that process, you're going to bless yourself. But it has to be about you. 
It has to be about those other, you helping those other people. So Mary was hanging around Elizabeth until she gave birth. And then Mary went back to her own home. You know, she was three months pregnant, if not four. You know what? After three to four months pregnant, she didn't have to tell anybody she was pregnant. You know why? There was evidence that the word was alive. And she was able to confront and deal with what was normal. She went back into the world called normal. Being pregnant with God's word. And was able to deal with the negativity, the harassment, the ridicule. Why? Because she knew she had found favor with God and she was accepted by God. And see, once you in your life know that you're accepted and found favor by God in your own personal life and receive the word, you can put up with anybody's rejection. You can put up with anything that man has to dish out if you know that your self-worth and value and dignity is based on what God says about you and not what other man says about you. She could take the ridicule, the harassment. Why? Because she knew who she was in Christ. She knew who she was in God. She knew that she'd found favor. She knew that what she had was real. So it really didn't matter what normal said. Oh, but no, church has to, we have to do what's normal. Guess what? We're not going to be normal. We're going to anticipate. First of all, we're going to get our hearts in a condition that we're not afraid of God, that we're willing to receive any word that He has to give us, and that it's not going to be based on our understanding, but we're going to trust that He's written them on our hearts and that the Holy Spirit has empowered us to be witnesses in all this earth, and that from that we're going to hang around other churches and other people just like us that aren't normal. And we're going to fortify and motivate and exhort one another in the body of Christ. And we're going to grow in strength. We're going to let that word build in our hearts, build in our lives. We're going to see the manifestation of God's word like we've never seen it before. And then we're going to go back into the world of normal and be a witness to what God's doing in our bosom. I want us to leave this church being pregnant with God's word. Signs and wonders and miracles. Laying your hands on the sick. Listen, I want my shadow to heal just like it did for Peter. I really do. We should want things that you don't normally see. You know what I'm saying? We should want to see the kingdom of heaven manifested on this, in this place, everywhere we go. What was Mary's, what was Mary's response? She hung around Elizabeth. Let's go back. Elizabeth just told her that now there'll be a fulfillment of those things. Joy. My soul sings. Mary said, this is, does anybody have Mary's song, the song of Mary, at the top of your little Bible right there? You know why? Because she was happy. Look what happened. When the word got into Mary and was conceived. You know, in the book of Matthew, it says the parable of the soils, or the sower, but it's really not a parable about the sower. It's a parable about the ground that the seeds went into or didn't go into. Four types of soils. It says when the seed gets in the ground and germinates, it produces. The first thing that produces is not fruit. It's not even a plant. 
the first thing that produces is joy. Because see, when the word gets in your heart, oh, anticipation. I'm going to sing this. Oh, excuse me. I don't want to scare you. I'm going to say this. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. Got a question. Has she given birth yet? Wait a minute. So, because of what was in her spirit, it says my spirit has rejoiced. Right? She says, my soul magnifies. What's your soul? Remember the board? Remember, Wednesday nights, starting January 1, we're going to start Wednesday nights again. Spirit, soul, and body. See, because of what happened in the spirit, she let it happen in her soul. It says, I'll just read it this way. It says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Put a question and think, why? Because my spirit has rejoiced. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will come. Listen to her confession. She hadn't seen it yet. So many of us are waiting to see it before we declare it. Declare the word that's been spoken to you. This is such a beautiful picture of our Christian life. First of us, us getting our heart at peace with God. Getting over the fear of God. Hearing the word. Receiving it not with our own understanding. Not according to what we do or don't do, but because of what God can do. Because nothing is impossible for God. And once we realize that, we said, oh, my identity's changed. I'm not just a little maidservant no more. Oh, I'm a maidservant of the Lord. I'm His chosen people. A royal priesthood. More than a conqueror. I'm, my daddy is king of the universe. I'm a king's kid. Getting your identity and focused on what God has said about you, not because of what you've done, but because He's declared it. Getting around people that have the same kind of faith. And then you confessing it with your mouth. Talking about what... See, she knew that all generations were going to call her blessed. Had they done it yet? No. But guess what? It was coming out of our mouth. Why? Because it was in her heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is going to... It was in her. Oh... Verse 49, for he who's mighty has done a great thing for me. Can you say that? You can, if you believe it. Everything is about God in here. For he, for he, for he, for he, as he, as he, he has, he has, he has done this, all the way down. All she began to do from that point on was magnify God. Because she had faith. She went from a place of little bitty to a place of great. She went from a place of trying to lean to her own understanding to a place of trusting in the Lord with all her heart. This is a perfect example of our Christian living. 
Just a side note. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe for her to give birth in the realm of the natural, she had to be filled with the Spirit. Does everybody understand? For us to give birth, for that word to give birth in us out here, it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and through us. Don't dishonor the Holy Ghost. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. Get at peace. Know that God is for you, not against you. Know that He loves you and gave His Son for you because you are so worth it to Him. Not in your own natural physical being, but God doesn't know you according to your own natural physical being. He knows you according to His riches and glory. He knows you according to what plans He has for you. He's got plans for you. So He sent His Son Jesus to die for you so you could be brought back into the family. So you could believe who you are and have that relationship, not religion, not normal, that relationship with Him. So you could walk and do, just like Mary did, magnifying God, fulfilling the Word in your life, running the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. We all have a race, church. The question is, whose race are you running? Are you running your race? Or the race God has placed in your heart? Well, I've never done it before. That's why God's speaking it to you. Mm. Let's all stand and sing the song. Here I am. My soul sings. Yes, my soul sings. My soul sings. My soul sings. I can just hear Mary arms held out wide turning in circles just singing from her heart she'd come to a new awareness of who whose reality she was going to live in she was coming out of the reality of the norm into God's normal reality 
and it caused her to sing. It caused her to make manifest the glory of the Lord. She she began to declare with the fruit of her lips how great God is. My soul sings. Thank you, Father. I want to pray for you this morning. If there's somebody here that's had a word, you were given a word at one time. You knew that the angel of the Lord was speaking to you. See, I believe this is salvation. I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit is speaking. And if you've never received Jesus into your life, who is the Word? The Bible says Jesus is the Word. If you've never received Jesus in your life, it's most likely because you've been afraid. I declare to you peace. Don't be afraid. For you are accepted, beloved. You're worth it to God for Him to do what He did for you. If you've never accepted Jesus, that word into your life, this morning is a great morning for that. You might be asking, how can this be? Don't lean to your own understanding. But be at peace in your heart. And receive the word that Jesus died on the cross was resurrected on the third day, ascended into heaven, paid the price for your sin so you could be in right relationship with God. Mm. And all you need to say is, be it unto me. Be it unto me according to your word, O God. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. The way you receive salvation is the way you receive all the Word of God. You hear it, you receive it, and you say, Be it unto me. The same way you receive salvation is the way you receive healing. The same way you receive salvation is the same way you receive prosperity. The same way you receive healing is the same way you receive peace and joy and happiness and hope. The same way you receive salvation is the same way you receive deliverance. Church, my prayer for you this morning as you experience the peace of God. You open your heart. Let the Word come in. 
you receive it because you've been accepted by him and the word begin to manifest out of your mouth in faith that when you go around your family you're not normal anymore and what is normal doesn't affect you any longer that is one of the most beautiful Christmas messages wow Christmas living every day of the year just not in December every day my prayer is that you receive Christmas living every day Father I thank you for your word that's come forth this morning I thank you for these that are, have heard your word may your word be received and may joy be made manifest and may we receive the fruit of your word evident in our life despite the surroundings may we begin to affect our surroundings for your glory in all God's people said and amen God bless you